Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to It's Rainmaking Time. This is Kim Greenhouse. It gives me great pleasure to welcome Brian Peskin to the show today in what is a very, very difficult message for people that have been devoted to their health and wellness. But before we bring him on, I want to share something with you. For those people who have been taking large amounts of fish oils or fish oils in general, I'm going to ask you to suspend your disbelief, to sit back and listen carefully and take in some new knowledge and see for yourself if this makes sense. Brian is a world-leading scientist specializing in something called parent EFAs, essential fatty acids, termed PEOs, and their direct relationship to both cancer and cardiovascular disease. One of the things he talks about is the distinction between fish and fish oil supplements. In his up-and-coming new book, of which I've read one chapter, but it was a chapter that blew my mind, he talks about the fact that this fish oil pushing from both the medical field and the anti-aging field has been touted as almost like medical lore. In fact, the longest living societies on the planet do not take or use essential fatty acids. So he is basically cautioning us and waking us up and telling us that these fish oil supplements that we're taking not only don't do all the things they're touted as doing, but that they turn rancid in the human body. He asserts that fish oil either fails to help or makes worse Alzheimer's disease, colon cancer, immune system problems, skin cancer, cardiovascular disease, blood sugar levels, increasing insulin resistance and blood glucose levels, increasing hunger, platelet movement in patients with existing vascular disease, inflammation, depression, abnormal heart rhythm, atrial fibrillation, and that these fish oils are failing in this area. This is mind-blowing for those of us who take care of ourselves. We're taught fish oil helps the brain and all these other conditions and decreases inflammation. There's so much more. But I want to bring him to the show today, because if this is true, we need to question what we're doing. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Professor Brian Peskin to It's Rainmaking Time. Good Hi. morning. Hi, Kim. Thanks for having me. When I first started reading this on your site, yeah, the first thing that went through my mind is, oh, God, oh, my God, what are we as consumers going to do if we can't look to the traditional medical field and we're turning toward the anti-aging field? Yeah. And yet... When it comes to health and wellness, what you're talking about doesn't exist in either world as being a truth about essential fatty acids. What are we going to do? So I was very <laughs> bummed, and I thought, is this guy in here to, like, shake things up? Is he part of the medical establishment? What is this? And then as I read the chapter you sent me, yeah, it was clear to me that there is a science in this. But the first thing I'd like you to do, if you wouldn't mind, because most of us confuse consensus with science, would you please distinguish, because this is really the context of everything. Sure, that is where you have to start, Kim. How can there be 15,000 studies on fish oil? And they say there are, so assume there are. What they don't tell you is studies are not science, okay? For hundreds of years, they all thought the earth was flat, and there would be a consensus by any scientist. Of course it's flat. Consensus doesn't make it right. All you need is one experiment to show everybody wrong. When it comes to fish oil, for example, if this was the be-all to end-all, 
it should be able to make a big difference in helping Alzheimer's patients. Because if everybody is DHA and EPA deficient, like we're being told, then you solve the deficiency, you should see a difference. Well, guess what? In 2010, absolute failure. So this is the kind of experiment you do. But an association would be, Kim, you get up at 6 a.m., and your arising coincides with the sun getting up. So an epidemiologist over at Harvard would go, ah, Kim's arising made the sun come up. That's an association. A true experimenter, scientist like me, would go, okay, well, let's see what happens when Kim gets up at 7, 8, 9, 10. Well, obviously, the sun would already be up, and your arising would have nothing to do with the sun coming up. So that's an experiment. The others are mere associations. Associations are worthless. All you can do is go, okay, it looks like there may be something here. Let's do the real experiment. And in the experiment, you have to have one variable. So if I want to see what fish oil does, I have to give you fish oil. I have to give another group something like olive oil. That's a non-essential. So an EFA is essential. There's two types, parent omega-6, parent omega-3. Fish oil is not an EFA. You're being misled. The term is being absolutely improperly used, and that's why I use parent essential oils, because these are the prime parents that all the derivatives, and EPA DHA is an omega-3 derivative, so the parent would be what's in flax oil. The body can't make it. We have to get this from food, and the omega-6 series is safflower oil, sunflower oil, pumpkin seeds, walnuts. All the nuts have lots of omega-6 and very, very little omega-3. So what they'll say is Seventh-day Advents are great because, you know, they're eating walnuts with the omega-3. There's next to no omega-3. It's all the parent omega-6, and it turns out, and we'll talk about this, the omega-6 today is the problem, not the omega-3. But everybody is getting overdosed with fish oil, Kim. You need very, very little, and it's not their fault. They're all looking at very outdated science. So when you use positron emission testing, you could tell exactly where the substance is ending up, and you're talking about 5 to 10 milligrams a day of DHA, EPA is used by the brain and nervous system. I want you to go back for one second. I just yep. want to pull you back to the positron emission testing. What is that? That's a way where you can mark, it's radioactive, where a substance goes. So the first question you go is you take this DHA EPA from fish oil, and the brain is loaded with it. But how much goes in there? And it's next to nothing. And this, everybody I've shown it to, falls out of their chair. Because the mistake all the medical community made, Kim, was they thought all the parents would go to derivatives. So let's give the derivatives like fish oil and be easy on the body and take away all the work it has to do. Except 99% stay as parents, 1% go to derivatives. So everybody was wrong. Everybody telling you that there's impacted, it's called the Delta-6 and Delta-5, the saturase network that elongates these oils. So it takes an 18 chain and brings it to 20 and, you know, all kinds of stuff. It makes them bigger. They'll all say it's impacted, but it's not. There very little is made in anybody, in any group, anywhere in the world. And what I ask everybody to do, Kim, is look in the mirror 
Do you see something with Dills looking back at you? Because if you don't, the first thing you should question is why on earth would a human being suffer a fish oil deficiency? I'll tell you what the DHA and EPA does. It acts as antifreeze to keep the fish from turning into a block of ice because fish are in water from 30 degrees to 70 degrees. So there's two ways nature could do it. It could give the fish a lot of alcohol in the body, and in that case it would be drunk all the time. That's not going to work. Or it gives the long-chain fatty acids, DHA and EPA. Now what you need to look at is a warmer water fish that's living in 60 or 70 degrees has 14 times less DHA and EPA of that fish living at 30 degrees. So then you ask the intelligent question because the intelligence of the answer is proportional to the intelligence of the question. And nobody today asks intelligent questions. We're hey, all hey, hey, down, hey. Tim. <laughs> Hold on here. Yeah. <laughs> I would say I ask intelligent questions. Well, you do, questions. but I mean, the average So I'm going to stand up it. for myself here. There are some people asking intelligent questions, but I'll tell you, it's all relative, too, because you're deep now in the science of this. You're deep in the and discovery. And it's all science, but back to how much there is. 30 degrees to 70 degrees is 14 times less. We are at 98.6. These oils oxidize at room temperature spontaneously. So if you look at a hand with age spots, that's what's going on in everybody's body taking these overdoses of fish oil. And it's tragic. They are killing and harming everybody. It is called a supra- physiologic overdose. Just like you would overdose on a drug, Kim, you're overdosing on fish oil, and it's awful. And then they make claims like better skin. There's no omega-3 in the skin. So I study physiology, and I'm hardcore looking at tissue structure. And when there's no fish oil, it can't do what they say, and it makes no sense at all. So I hope everybody will start looking at science. And this isn't me making these studies up and experiments. This is all published in the medical journals. The medical community absolutely refuses to acknowledge this because it's a freight train and too much money is being made, even though they're absolutely harming people. Most people get absolute failure from fish oil, but then the doctor blames it on something else. It can't work. You've read the chapter here, but anybody can go to my website, Tim, and see all kinds of experiments that are published in the world's leading medical journals, like Lancet, the world's leading medical journal published in England, New England Journal of Medicine, Journal of American Medical Association. Those are the top two American ones. Uh, Journal of Cardiovascular Research. It is failure after failure after failure. And I was around when fish oil started, Tim, years ago. They couldn't sell it. Where do you think the fish oil market came from? Where? They were trying to sell rotten fish. The good, <laughs> the good restaurant wouldn't buy it. So my joke is, tragically, if you have a waste product, where does it go? The nutrition field. You have ground-up oyster shells, you call it chitosan. I mean, any waste product, vitamin E is typically a waste product from the petrochemical industry. Uh, it, it, it's a very, very bad oil. It's good in what it does, but <laughs> you're going to get harmed by taking it in the form that it is. So they sell waste products to the health industry. And I'm so empathetic. I'm so passionate 
that my standard is a hundred times of anybody else because I'm counter to what most people are saying. So I have to be a hundred times better, and that's okay because I'm willing to do the work. And I've never been shown wrong in 15 years, Kim, of leading the pack. I've just been invited to the world's uh, second complementary oncology conference in Germany by the head of the hospital that treats 5,000 patients a year. So my work is getting very, very widespread. My uh, seminal book on the hidden story of cancer has just been translated into South Korean, and next month it will be in Dutch. Uh, it just keeps going and going and going with physicians around the world helping them and their patients. All right, now I want to go deep into the belly of this. You say that DHA is 200 times more likely to go auto-rancid. At room temperature than olive oil. So olive oil you can leave, you know, in your kitchen all day long. You don't have to refrigerate it. It doesn't go bad. Omega-6 oils, you don't really need to refrigerate. It's not going to go bad. The omega-3, there's three double bonds. It starts getting a little more reactive. DHA, EPA has five and six double bonds. And the more double bonds, the more cold it can take. So you can put, for example, flax oil in your refrigerator. It won't turn into a block of, you know, oil. It will stay fluid. However, if you put butter in there, if you put olive oil in there, it'll turn into a block, you know, very, very cold, almost icy. And the more double bonds, the harder it is to freeze. And that's why these fish need it, because they're living in freezing water. 98 degrees, this stuff goes bad immediately, and your body has very little antioxidants in it, because cholesterol doesn't go bad and the oils don't go bad. Except when you're bringing these oils in, now you have an enormous amount going bad. So you know what happens, Kim? All the antioxidants that are in important parts of your body get changed around, and there's a distress call to fix this fish oil problem. So you're antioxidant deficient everywhere else. It's an absolute tragedy what's going on. Talk a little bit about krill oil, because that's also taken over. Any marine oil, Kim, is the wrong physiologic stuff. I want to make this very clear. It has nothing to do with the processing. It has nothing to do with contaminants. If you gave the ideal marine oil that's the best in the world, it is physiologically wrong. Again, look in the mirror. Do you know what a krill is? Whales eat it. It is a small sea bug, crustacean. Humans do not eat these things. They taste awful. I know there's a pile of people selling it. They just keep jumping on the bad wagon. Now, it's less of a poison. It's less DHA and EPA than regular fish because it's a crustacean, so it's in a different category. But it's wrong. You do not need this. The Omega-3 series, Kim, are much less potent than the Omega-6 series. So we'll talk a lot about that. You need a lot of PGE-1, and that comes from a GLA which is the first derivative of omega-6. So everybody's just talking about this big omega-3 nonsense, and they're completely missing the omega-6 because they all say we get overdosed. And you do, but most of the omega-6 oils people consume are highly adulterated, non-functional, and have to be counted as zero. Okay, let's say what they are, though. 
sure. If you go to the store and you smell fish that's gone bad, like in the fish fish section, that is these oils going bad. Now, omega-3 oils go bad very quickly under less temperature. So the baking and fast food restaurants and commercial bakeries don't use omega-3 oils. So anybody getting omega-3, it's not screwed up. It's okay. The omega-6, they all process so it doesn't have oxygen transference. So it doesn't go bad. It doesn't turn rancid. And that's all the cooking oils at McDonald's and Burger King and every one of them, all the fast food restaurants use the same stuff. Now, they got rid of the trans fats, and to my knowledge, nobody asked, what are you replacing it with? They're replacing it with something worse. Interesterified fats, it raises your blood glucose levels, increases the diabetes epidemic we have even more. I mean, it's awful. They use extenders. See, oils transfer oxygen. We'll talk about Otto Warburg and cancer prevention and the prime cause of cancer. It's all tied to these omega-6 oils. So they have to stop the oxygen transfer in the food, in the heat, so they can keep on using that oil again and again and again and again. They have about 30 days out of it. One second here. So basically, if what I heard you say is correct, these fish oils require oxygen to deal with them. Is that what you're saying? The omega-6 oils transfer the oxygen in the body, in the cell. The fish oil doesn't do much of that, but it turns bad right away because the oxygen in the atmosphere ruins it. And this has to do with Otto Warburg in that what? Otto Warburg showed the prime cause of cancer is lack of cellular oxygenation, not blood. That's why athletes have high blood oxygenation. Everybody has fine oxygen in their bloodstream. It's the cellular tissue. So Otto Warburg had this decades ago. 1931 Nobel Prize winner, the best physiologist, biochemist of the 20th century, absolute genius. But he had no idea how to properly increase the cellular oxygen. That was my discovery, the Fully functional parent omega-6 oils are loaded in everybody's 100 trillion cell membranes. There's virtually no DHA or EPA from fish oil in your cellular tissue outside of the brain and nervous system, which is about 3% of body weight. Okay, So there's very little of this used, and there's still much more of the omega-6 series that people don't talk about. So arachidonic acid is in the brain equal or very, very close to the amount of DHA and EPA, but nobody talks about that. But every one of your cells on average has six to ten times more parent omega-6 than parent omega-3 in it. And everybody's concentrating on the wrong stuff. The derivatives are next to zero. So do you want to be talking about something that has one part in 100 or the other 99 parts? I'll be the significant 99. These guys stay in the 1%, which is worthless. So we have 100 trillion cells. The vast majority of every cell membrane is parent omega-6. And right now it's non-functional because people are eating so much processed food. And that's the reason cancer and heart disease are through the roof. And diabetes goes right along with it, Kim, because when you have an impaired 
cellular membrane. There's a double layer of fat. It's called the bilipid membrane. Anybody that knows any molecular biology, that's just standard to them. So we have fat in every one of our cells. And what are we told to do? Eat no fat. So everything we're told to do by the medical profession is counter to biochemistry and physiology. It just makes me absolutely sick. I lecture doctors all the time, and I'm always screaming at them to get their facts right and talk about the physiology, not just political science, about what they're parroting. And that's the problem today. It's all about oxygen transfer and anti-inflammation, and that's the omega-6 series, not the omega-3 series at all. So people are listening now and they're wondering, okay, so I'm not taking DHEA and EPA and I'm not taking fish oils and I'm not taking krill oil. What am I doing? You should be taking the plant-based oils. So this is safflower, sunflower, pumpkin. Now I've heard all those also go rancid in the body. Very, very little. That's wrong. They don't. Speak to it, Brian. There are very, very little problem with two and three double bonds. All the problems is five and six double bonds, where there's, there's enough natural antioxidants in the body to take care of your normal cellular structure. Nature's pretty good. God doesn't make mistakes, okay? So there's plenty of antioxidants for that. The problem is when you're putting in pharmacological overdoses of a substance you would never get on its own. Remember, fish oil is a made substance. You're juicing a fish. How do you think you even get that oil? Remember the Bassomatic on Saturday Night Live in the 70s? I'm 50 (laughs) years old, so I remember those days. And it was hilarious. They'd take a whole fish and juice it. Then you've got to filter the mess. That's exactly what they're doing, Kim. This is not a natural food. It's unnatural as you'd ever get. Now, you can eat fish. That's fine. There's no problem with it. But it's not the be-all to end-all, and it is not any savior. There's been experiments where people eating the fattiest fish do the worst because you're getting the overdose of DHA and EPA once again, and you're not getting enough of the parent omega-6 and parent omega-3. Now, the regular fish has the parents with it, too. So that's a whole different story of the natural food. But there's five cultures that eat no fish at all. Um, Okinawans. Four of them are just, you know, they're, they're, they're absolutely long life and absolutely great. They don't even eat any, I don't know if they, they probably eat some meat, but there's absolutely no fish. Because there's, they're, they're in the mountains. There aren't any. It's like the Hunzas are one of them in Pakistan, but there's four others. Vikim Bamba from Ecuador Mountains. Yeah. Abhashya. Yeah, this came from Dr. Rowan, who's a vegan, and this is what you have to ask. Are there populations having no DHA and EPA without their brains being impaired, where they're all mentally ill or visibly blind with a nervous system that doesn't work? And the answer is yes. So that takes right away from the fact that you have to have this stuff. So you have to start, again, intelligent questions. I want to go back to something in the uh, article that I read of yours. You also said don't take any algae-based supplements. Does that mean don't take Corella? Anything that's from algae, again, you know, I would not touch algae with a 10-foot pole. Why? I, I don't know what it is. Well, what does algae live in? Filth, garbage. I mean, I, I know there's companies that do it. They say, yeah, they have a great pristine area. But the only thing that eats algae is an algae-eating fish, one species of fish. 
why would a human being eat algae? It, it, it's insane. Would you ever do it on your own? That's as stupid as would I eat a cantaloupe rind on my own? No, it tastes god-awful, and there's a reason for that. It's harmful. So nature tells us what to do. Then we get idiots, because they are, in the nutrition and medical field, telling you to do things that are completely counter to science and make no sense. The first question you have is, why am I doing this, and why would I have a deficiency? Now, when it comes to the oils, because of food processing. That's the reason. There were no heart, disease, heart attacks in 1920. The head of the EKG, the guy that invented it from Germany, was told to go back home. We don't have any heart attacks. There was about 5% of 3 to 5% heart problems and cancer problems in 1900, 1920. They did measure it. They did know what you died of. It's pretty easy to tell. And we had long lives if you survived adolescence. Everybody says, oh, we live so much longer today. Not that much. 20% of the people died before age 20 in 1900. So the question, the intelligent question is, given that I survived to age 20, what's the probability that I live to 80? And it was very high. Very high. So most people lived within 10 years of what we're living today that made it to age 20. So they would have long life. They never had cancer or heart disease. You know, you're really speaking from no man's land in a way. Well, people aren't used to seeing this in the medical journal. That's why nobody is equipped to have an intelligent discussion until they read some of this and see what was published. For example, Harvard in 1995 took one group, gave them fish oil, another group gave them olive oil, and looked at them for two years. There was absolutely no difference between the two groups in preventing cardiovascular disease. Actually, the fish oil people were worse. This was repeated, it was published, and nobody remembers any of this. So you have top medical journals doing real experiments, failure, 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 but it's only about money today, Kim. They don't care. They see this, and they go, ah, there's 500 other ones that say it works. Well, a failure is 100 times stronger than a success, and here's why. Because with probability, what you're running is 95% confidence levels. Physicians don't understand statistics, and neither does anybody else. I do. I was trained in it. So when you look at a 95% confidence level, that means 5% of the time you're going to have an experiment looking like it's a success, but it's an actual failure. So when I take 15,000 fish oil ones, 750 of them, 5% of 15,000 is 750, are going to look like a success when it actually failed. That's what a 95% confidence interval means. 750 studies and experiments that are wrong, and doctors go, look at this. The 95% confidence level, does that mean that the study or the experiment is rigged? What does it mean? No, it's not rigged. Okay. Depending on how precise you want to be able to say with an inherent error, you need more and more people. And because there's not infinite money, I can't use like a thousand people. I may be able to use a hundred. So you have a sacrifice. So you say this experiment is going to show if I did it a hundred times, 95 of those hundred times, I would get the same result. Okay. So if I do an experiment, and I do experiments, I've done two seminal ones. If I did those experiments 
a hundred times in my experiments, because they're much bigger than 95%, I could do it 999 times out of a thousand, I'd get the same result. In most of the medical experiments with fish oil and studies, because it really doesn't work well, if you did it a hundred times, you'd get the same result 95 times, whether it worked or didn't. Five times out of the hundred, you would get a result acting like it worked and it didn't. So there, you know, it's it, it's 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 an it's accepted measure of what they do in medical, you know, drug studies. What they're willing to have, and it's typically ninety-five percent, which isn't bad. It says you know ninety-five first five. So ninety-five percent of the time, I could take this result to the bank, but five percent I can't. That's why you have to do a couple of times and repeat an experiment or a study. Okay. But if you do it two or three times, you get the same result on an experiment where you only change one variable, like Harvard did, you're done. Why on God's earth would fish oil have to have 15,000 experiments? Because it doesn't work. And I'm hoping to get the 5% so I can play games. How many times do you have to figure out gravity, Kim, if it works? I throw people <laughs> off at the top of a building. You do it twice, they're both going to fall off six stories and kill themselves. The people in fish oil would go, now nah, we need, uh, you know, 15,000 times to do this. No, you do an experiment once or twice, you're done. In the medical field, they keep reinventing the wheel and keep getting nowhere. It's a tragedy. It's just a tragedy. And if fish oil works so well, wouldn't you see cardiology offices being less? Cancer offices being less? No. Cancer through the roof? Heart disease through the roof. Yeah, but I mean, there's many factors that are connected in with the disease. There's a lot of factors, right? but if this stuff worked the way they're claiming it works, you should see major differences in impacting the disease states. You don't. Now, with the parent essential oils like I'm talking about, you do, and the biggest one is the Iowa experiment. We gave people nothing. And what the IO experiment does is it's photoplasmography. It measures the vascular flexibility. So the number one cause of heart disease is hardening of the arteries. So if you have a substance that makes your arteries less hard, more elastic like a balloon, you've got a heck of a winner. There's no drug in the world that can do this, by the way. We gave people my recommended blend of an oil, either nothing or fish oil. We got at least an 80% success level with the parent essential oils making the arteries more flexible by very close to 10 years. When you look at populations, you can take 20-year-olds, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, and they'll all come out a certain way within that 10-year time frame. So the average person taking the parent essential oils had a output that was 10 years younger, a biological age of 10 years younger. The fish oil ones were actually worse taking the fish oil than doing nothing by four years. That was absolutely astounding to everybody. The fish oil made you worse. We had a person that did work for the National Institutes of Health, Alexander Kiss, PhD in statistics, third party analyzed this data. I didn't take any of the data. This was done in Iowa, investigating oils with respect to arterial health. And 
you know, I set it up, but I didn't take anybody. So people can't say, oh, we rigged the data. No. <laughs> and we didn't get rid of anybody unless the machine couldn't pick up their numbers. So unlike other people, we don't reject people to get better <laughs> better scores. They do this all the time in the pharmaceutical studies, and that's why you see all kinds of hellacious side effects. But this was absolutely staggering. People can look at it at my website, Kim, just my name.com. Just look at the Peskin primer, and it talks about associations and experiments, and it has the Iowa experiment right in there. And this was you either take my oils, you take nothing, or you take fish oil. So a very controlled experiment, and it was unbelievable. It's unprecedented anywhere in the world. It was the first one to show how parent plant-based oils worked, and this is what got Dr. Rowan, who has the third biggest uh, medical newsletter in America called Second Opinion, really, really on board with my work. And now he's flushed fish oil down the toilet where it belongs. He's the first MD with a huge following to totally come on board. Well, you know, there's this whole thing that happens, too, which is that once a doctor or an organization yep. comes out with a fish oil product or a recommendation, the retraction they're going to think is going to kill their business and their credibility. So right. my question to you is, how do you envision making room for those people that have been thinking they're doing a good thing to pull out of it without losing face? Well, I don't preach to anybody. I give the science, and I really don't care if you like me, you don't like it. My job is to give the state-of-the-art science, and if right, you're over but, 21, you make your own decision. But people don't want to be wrong. What I get wrong. is physicians, Kim, around the world coming to me going, this fish oil doesn't work. Your explanation of why is superb, and your answer about really what really does work based on physiology answers that, too. So they come on board. But they have to come to me going, this garbage doesn't work. And it doesn't. And there's only one case where it does. For example, in psoriasis, you lower your immune system like a steroid. Fish oil lowers your... Here's a couple of things that fish oil does, by the way, that's very negative. Lowers your immune system. So all these poor people taking this stuff are lowering their immune system like a steroid does prophylactically, which is very, very bad. So they're sicker all over the place. More flus, more colds, more skin irritations. Awful. It raises the heck out of your resting blood sugar levels, putting on the path of diabetes. Every experiment they do, same result. The patient's blood sugar levels skyrocket. This is what fish oil does because it's displacing in the cell membrane what's supposed to be there so the insulin can't work. Any athlete does not want to be touching fish oil at all because under intense physical endurance, your body's using sugar. Fish oil keeps it in the bloodstream, not into the cell. It screws up the brain because it displaces arachidonic acid. It overdoses the brain with DHA and EPA and doesn't let the other components go in there in the normal amounts. It goes on and on and on. It does not help heart disease at all. It does not help anti-cancer at all. This was published in JAMA, British Medical Journal. Every time you do experiments, it's failure, failure, failure. And I was around when they started selling fish oil, Kim. They couldn't give it away. But Michael, it took can, an immense I... amount of money <clears throat> and an immense Brian. amount of time and an immense amount of universities doing garbage science because they're paid by these guys. 
Brian, to turn I, everybody. I, I, my, my joke is you, you could have somebody cutting off their arm if you give somebody a $100 million budget and 10 years, tell them to prophylactically cut their arm off. It'll be better for you. You'll find people to do it. How do you envision making room for the medical field and the anti-aging field to have the necessary wiggle room to get out of pushing the fish oils? Well, fish oil was the first cut at solving an EFA deficiency, Kim. And in fairness, the physicians and whole field got misled with 20th century science showing you needed more derivatives than you do. The 21st century science has retracted all that. So all a physician can say is we started here, now there's a much better solution. And if they're willing to do that, I can't say. I care about the truth. Hopefully, most physicians care about the truth. But you got a pile of them that don't. They're not going to take the time to learn it. And this is why everything has to turn into a drug, because they just push what they're told, Kim. It's very hard. It's an iceberg. Once you have an iceberg, you're not going to change direction. I gave a lecture to 150 anti-aging physicians. Not one of them changed their mind when I gave them experiment after experiment after experiment, telling them about especially how everybody's becoming diabetic on fish oil. But none of them changed. Very frustrating for me. Uh, it's finance masquerading as science, and that's unfortunately, Kim, it's not going to happen. You're always going to have the majority because fish oil has a 20-year lead on the parents. It's never going to change. And I just feel so sorry for the American public, especially the women, because they really want to do the right thing. They're spending their money taking a poison. You also talk about not eating farmed fish. Can you talk about why? Yeah, well, farmed fish, again, what do they give the fish? Awful foods. They give them antibiotics. It's like regular commercial beef with steroids and hormones and whatever else they can legally give them compared to a grass-fed, you know, organic beef or an organic chicken running around on, on the range as opposed to being shoved in a cage in the dark in a commercial chicken. The difference is night and day, and it changes the complete EFA structure. So everybody says we're getting overdose with too much omega-6 because what they're feeding everything is corn and omega-6 adulterated stuff that the animal would never eat. Typically a cow, for example, wouldn't eat much corn. It would be eating grass, which is highly, highly omega-3. So it changes the structure based on what you're forcing the animal to eat. The same thing with fish. They're guaranteed giving them cornmeal because it's cheap as heck. And they're giving them the wrong stuff than the fish would ever eat on its own. And this is what we do. In America, all that counts is money, speed of production. For example, I get butter from Iceland. In Iceland, the cows are not allowed to have any hormones or steroids or anything. And here, they can give them whatever they want because it's faster. It's the same deal with the fish. I want to get the butter where you get it. <laughs> I get it at Whole Foods. I'm in Houston, Texas. We have Whole Foods. <laughs> It's a funny name. It's like s'more, S-M-O-R, not, not the s'mores, you know, with the <laughs> marshmallow and the chocolate. But you can get an Iceland butter or How about Iceland, Ireland? Greenland, anywhere up there. The, the butter is superb. Now, it's more money. Here, anything fat-based, Kim, you want organic. 
because all the dangerous residues of any animal goes into its body fat, okay? So eggs, cheese, cream, milk, butter, you want to spend the money to get organic there. The rest of it, secondary. But anything that has high fat, make sure you get natural or organic. That is the biggest bang for the buck. What kind of fallout has happened to you since you have begun this path of going very Well, let me public? tell you, I, I never had a fish oil vendetta. I was doing research, anti-cancer, and then it's tied to anti-heart disease. So the two are tied together. It's in the esterified cholesterol. The cholesterol transports these parent essential oils. So right now, cholesterol is viewed as a poison. So we could talk about that later. But heart disease and cancer are always number one and two or number two and number one. And they're tied together with the esterified cholesterol. So I discovered that. The fallout for me is more and more physicians around the world are seeing my work. Like I said, I was just invited two weeks ago to the big complementary oncology conference in Germany, which is Otto Warburg's home country. So it's an enormous honor. And the physician found out about me from my medical journal articles because I do a lot of writing. And I really don't care if anybody likes me or not. I'm not looking for more friends. So typically, I am very blunt with doctors. I tell them I don't think much of them. They have big memories, and they're harming people. (laughs) And if they don't want to listen to the -the state-of-the-art science, I don't know what to do with them. Most of them don't, by the way. So it's it's frustrating, but all I can do is publish. And if people don't want to spend the time, Kim, and most of them don't, heaven help you. Why is it that you're not at liberty to share where we can get parent essential fatty acids? Oh, if people can make it themselves. If they look at my website, the ratio you need based on physiology is one to one to two to one. Parent omega-6 to parent omega-3, so more the unprocessed organic. So that means a safflower, sunflower, evening primrose, pumpkin, compared to flax oil. Flax oil is a decent source of omega-3. <coughs> Excuse me. Because I'm talking disease prevention, I can't talk about specific supplements. I understand. So, And I don't. I am a hardcore scientist. I don't have any interest in any nutritional company. What about? I'm a consultant to a few, but when I'm talking science, I don't talk about where you get supplements. So it has to be organic. It has to be two to one to one to one in favor of parent omega six to parent omega three. I like a blend of you know four to six different oils, so you minimize the possible sensitivity to any of them. But you need strong parent essential oils. And, you know, people just have to search on their own to, to, to find the companies that do it right. There's a few, but not many. Have you had any of the medical authorities after you ever? In the past, I did because I was giving science and supplements at the same time. And, you know, you just can't legally do that, right or wrong. It doesn't matter. So I did. And now I stay strictly science, which actually has put it through the roof on the science. I am called the world's biggest anti-fish oil guy and the number one person in parent essential oils in the world. So I've got two very big distinctions because I'm so focused now where I don't look at supplements. (laughs) I just give the science and then companies come to me going, you know, Brian, this is, this is unbelievable. We want to be doing it right. People do want to do it right. It's just when you have an iceberg like fish oil, it's very hard to stop the freight train. 
and people just can't believe it. Once it's in there, they've made a decision, Kim, and they don't want to think about it again. But the stuff doesn't work, and if it just was a zero, I wouldn't care too much. But it's so darn harmful. It is just, you know, you read what I wrote, and people can get this right on my website. It's brianpeskin.com. It won't cost anybody a nickel. Read this, and you ask one question. Where is he wrong? And I'll tell you where the answer is. He's not wrong. Because before I publish anything, I go over it and over it and over it. You're putting your life in my hands, and I take that more seriously than anybody you will ever come across. So I can't publish anything that's wrong. If I'm wrong, I deserve to be shot. And I don't think you're going to find too many people with that kind of a statement because they're wrong all the time, and it's called a reversal. I've never been reversed in 15 years. What supplements do you take, and do you take any? Yeah, I take the parent essential oils. I take some minerals because the minerals aren't in the soil anymore because they're not using cow manure, horse manure, that kind of stuff. They're using synthetic fertilizers, even the organic ones. And then I take an Essiac supplement, which I consider the world's best blood purifier. What is an Essiac? Explain. Essiac is an old Indian anti-cancer formulation, but it has much more than just that part to it. It increases circulation. It uh, has slippery elm bark in it, so it coats your arterial system with, like, Teflon. So, again, anti-heart disease. And it is a superb blood purifier, killing things, you know, like viruses in the blood that shouldn't be there. So people get less sick. It, it, it's Essiac, and I recommend adding cat's claw to it, which is like turbocharging it, making it an incredible upper respiratory Assister a lot of people that have asthma problems, breathing problems, allergy problems. This really, really helps them. And if people want to send me an email, if they look at my site, brianpeskin.com, uh, you know, they can certainly send in questions and people will get back with them with, with, with what they personally do. How do you spell S-E-A-C? E-S-S-I-A-C. That's what I thought. Okay. Mm-hmm. Long history. You were going to talk a little bit more about Otto Warburg. That's the foundation. I'm standing on his shoulders. When I heard about him and what he did, it was, my goodness, I solved this problem. So Otto Warburg, again, German Jew. So the American Jews hated his guts. This was a German Jew that Hitler protected during the Nazi regime because Hitler was petrified of dying of cancer because her mother died of it. His mother? So even though Warburg was Jewish, he kept him under his wing, let him do whatever he wanted, and Jews around the world hated him for this. So they tried to utterly destroy his work in America. And in my book, The Hidden Story of Cancer, I give some of the things they did and show why they were wrong. And Warburg was never wrong. He would redo an experiment time and time again before he published it, and I follow in his footsteps. I don't publish anything until I'm 100% positive from any direction I'm right with what I'm saying. And Warburg was just incredible, but he absolutely showed lack of cellular oxygen over a sustained period of time is cancer-causing. And this was proved in 1953 in America and confirmed in 1955 in a brilliant experiment, absolutely showing the decreased oxygen cells were resistant to cancer, 
or got the cancer, and the ones with sufficient oxygen never got it. So cancer is not a foreign invader. It's a short-term survival mechanism against what's called hypoxia, which is lack of oxygen. So I looked at this and went, well, it has to be 35%. So that's a hell of a lot, okay? So 35% decrease is about a third. 33% is a third. So it's my goodness. How on earth are we getting a one-third decrease in normal cellular oxygen levels? Well, everything goes through the cell membrane. Remember I told you it's a lipid bilayer. It's a double layer. There must be food processing going on that I just said is the biggest problem today with all the fast food places, with all the oils, all the bakeries having the oils that can't go bad because you can't have bagels or cakes smelling like fish that's gone bad. Then I started looking at how much of these oils is in every cell, the 100 trillion cells. 25 to 33% of that cell membrane are the parent essential oils and they're destroyed so the average person is eating at least 50 percent ruined oils and that's going into the cell tissue because it goes in there as a percentage of what you're eating this is proven again radioisotope testing easy to do they proved this years ago so there's the 33 to 50 percent lack of cellular oxygen boom it's sustained, and it takes a decade, Kim, to get cancer. So anybody that has cancer, it didn't happen overnight. It takes a decade to decades, and these oils are oxygen magnets. So this is complete prevention of cancer. And once you have it, yes, they will help it to getting more oxygen in, but it's a much harder deal once you got the darn disease as opposed to never getting it. And I proved that in a superb experiment with mice, giving them these oils and then transplanting 2 million cancer cells. And likewise, in the Iowa experiment with cardiovascular, with the machine, we proved the arterial flexibility. So both things are impacted and a whole pile of other ones. I mean, for example, inflammation is the cause of both heart disease and cancer not genetic that's never been there it's all been reversed most people haven't seen it what does inflammation do kim sucks oxygen so if i have an inflamed area i'm sucking all my cellular oxygen from other areas to help put that flame out get rid of that inflammation well there's my decrease in oxygen again so chronic inflammation is a big big problem today and that's why like evening primrose oil for the gla which makes prostaglandin E1, PGE1 is the body's number one anti-inflammatory. And it comes from the omega-6 series, not the omega-3 series. Once again, getting highly misled. Number two, there's no omega-3 component, parent or DHA EPA, in the skin or lining of every artery called the intima. It's all epithelial tissue, which is omega-6. So anybody saying you get better skin from taking fish oil, I just have one little question. How? What's the metabolic pathway? Answered, there isn't any. Therefore, you're crazy. That can't happen. How can fish oil help prevent heart disease? It can't. There's none of this in the intima of the lining. Once you have an occluded artery with a thrombosis, which is a blood clot, the fish oil can't do anything. They're crazy saying this. There's no metabolic pathways, and that's what I always ask.
And it's always, we don't know how it works. Well, the minute I hear that, run. The minute you say you don't know how it works, chances are it's not working. And this is why you get these results. But back to 1995 with Harvard, and it was confirmed, fish oil did nothing for heart disease. does nothing with cancer, but it doesn't matter. People just keep on saying it does, and that's the end of it. It's in every store. It's the number one supplement in America now, Kim. Fish oil. What is a digital pulse analysis? Can you explain that? That is what I was telling you with the arterial flexibility. You put your finger in. It's like a pulse oximeter, which reads blood oxygen levels. Well, this thing is really cool because there's software that tells you how the blood flow is going in the artery. And depending on how the blood flow is going, you can go back and figure out the flexibility of the artery based on the speed of the wave. See, my background's in electrical engineering, so this was great for me. The faster a wave is, is going to be faster based on how hard the artery is. So like a wave is going to go very fast in a straw that won't bend compared to a flexible straw or flexible balloon. Okay, so the more flexible it is, the slower the wave, and that's what you want. So this is really cool, and you can look at my website and see the outputs on this because we give them to you there, and it's really, really neat. It's uh, about a $10,000 piece of equipment. Most doctors won't spend the money today. It coincides with pulse wave velocity. I've had that checked. So pulse wave velocity, you have to do in a doctor's office. It's more precise, but you get the same numbers. I had it checked. I came out exactly the same in both. And hopefully in about six months, we'll be ready to to start doing clinical trials with this, uh, with one of America's top cardiologists that does research on this. Uh, he, He was absolutely floored when he saw my results with the increased flexibility of the arteries. I would think that most cardiologists, when they heard about this device, would want to have it. Don't want to spend the money, it's sickening. Now the second thing is, the device is around, but nobody knows how to fix it. Fish oil doesn't. I told you it makes it four years worse. So there's no drug that'll fix compliance. Okay, so you have hardening of the arteries. Cholesterol won't do anything. The whole cholesterol thing fixes next to nothing. It's called a surrogate, which means we assume that this is going to help. But when you look at lowering cholesterol, you have the same number of heart attacks with it and without it reduced. I was giving a big lecture in Scotland. Poor guy raised his hand, you know, professor, I had a heart attack. And I said, well, what's your doctor said? Gave me this dose of the statin to lower the cholesterol. So I went from 220 to 200. Another heart attack. So he gave me a higher dose. So I went to 150, had another heart attack. I said, what did he say after it's at 150, which is supposed to be superb, genetic. So, I mean, the cholesterol statins are absolute failures. They're $15 billion a year on something that doesn't even work because the doctors just do what the drug company tells them. I mean, it's a medical priesthood. I'm very empathetic to them because they're so overwhelmed with so many patients. They, they can't take it. Basically, what you're talking about is a medical priesthood. People right. just believe whatever they're told by the pharmaceutical. Yes, they do. That's absolutely true. I'll be the first to say that. Most doctors listen to what I say. Thank you very much. Go to hell. <laughs> I mean, quite honestly, they do nothing. I get people that, you know, 
the top physicians, typically MDs with integrative complementary medicine that look to drugs and anything else as long as it works. And they typically have to read a lot of my writing, Kim. So they get a lot of the science and they make a decision, this guy's right in spite of everybody else, they're wrong. And that takes a physician with a lot of guts. Most of them don't have it. They do what they're told, they go right along, they give the standard treatment of care even though it fails, and they can't be criticized. So they have a tough job. It's a very, very hard one because if they change from it, they could be criticized even though it works. It's very tough for a physician today. What about the anti-aging world? Why weren't they more receptive to you? Uh, they're just as bad now. Maybe at one time when they started, they're okay, but now they're mainstream. They, they have funding from big, big suppliers of nutritional supplements, like anybody. So they become finance masquerading as science. Okay, it's the same story. Anybody that actually cares in the beginning, once they get big, finance rules. And it's like that in everything. I mean, you saw Bernie Madoff. People looked at his thing. It took all of 10 minutes to go, no way on earth is this possible. Did anybody care? Nope. Why? Money's being made. The SEC didn't care. Nobody cared. Took one guy. I mean, one guy you know, kept on saying it took him 10 years. You got to do something. You got to do something. Nope. Same thing with this, same thing with everything. It, it, it's just general. Money is all that counts now, and you would think in this field, because it's your health, that would take a higher priority. It doesn't. There's so much money on pharmaceuticals, Kim. You have physicians even lying about studies all the time. This happens all the time now. They'll, they'll do anything because you're talking a drug being worth billions of dollars, not millions, billions. And once you have that going, nobody wants to stop it. Statins don't work. Doesn't matter. Number one drug there is in the world. It's amazing. I have a dear friend and colleague who had a quadruple bypass. Yep. And they're giving him statins. Yep. Doesn't Lipitor. work. He'll get another one over time. Um, the problem isn't solved. Now, here's the deal, because we're talking about it. Heart disease is the number one killer. Cholesterol, LDL cholesterol, is magnetized to these parent essential oils. It transports them. It's called a sterified, okay? All that means is getting rid of the water. and It's like a magnet. So lowering LDL cholesterol will lower the bad oils. Remember I told you how food processing adulterates all these oils. Well, they're tied to the cholesterol molecule. So if I lower the cholesterol number, I'm lowering the bad ones. Unfortunately, you're also lowering the good ones. That's why it doesn't work. Now you're getting to the level of decreasing it so they can't go into the cell membrane, and you're going to hit that 35% decreased cellular oxygen level and give yourself cancer too. So the answer is not use a statin to lower LDLC, is to put the parent oils back in. And why is this so strong? There's no cholesterol sensor in the bloodstream. This is the first place anybody with half a brain should be looking. Is there a cholesterol sensor to regulate this on its own? No. Okay. Are there other sensors? Yes, as a matter of fact, there are. Glucose being the most tightly regulated one. 
Do you have any idea of how tight your blood sugar and my blood sugar is regulated to? A tenth of a percent. One teaspoon in a thousand. A tenth of a percent, which would mean out of a hundred dollars, <laughs> a tenth of a penny. No, I get it. I get it. Or a penny. Let's see. Let's see. Go, go, go back a thousand times. It's one thousandth. A tenth of a percent is one part in a thousand. So your body can regulate the living dickens out of something if it wants to. It also regulates sodium, calcium, three, four percent. There's nothing on cholesterol. So to me, a scientist, cholesterol is what's called a dependent variable. Said everything else. One variable has to be able to flop around. It's cholesterol. It doesn't matter what the heck the number is. Try and explain this to physicians. They're hopeless. But you just have to get – I'm very, very good at connecting dots because I come from the engineering field. See, I'm not allowed to make a mistake, Kim. I design a building that's wrong. It falls down. You're dead. I design a television that blows up in your face. I'm accountable. I killed you. Physicians can give you wrong advice all day long. And because the body is so good, it may take 10 years for their wrong recommendations to manifest themselves. I you can't pin them on it. That's the problem. The human body is so good. There's no accountability in the medical field. Clear. Let me ask you something now. Some people are probably wondering, should they take flaxseed oil or flax seeds? Flaxseed oil by itself is wrong. It's about three and a half to one in favor of parent omega-3. So it's a backwards ratio. Remember, you need one to one, two to one in favor of parent omega-6. So flax oil can be used as part of the combination, but that's it. Not by itself. Very, very problematic. Now, I know you may be thinking, well, Joanna Budwig was flax oil and cottage cheese. Yeah, in her day, it was okay. She wasn't around with the bad, bad omega-6 problem. Okay, 40 years ago, that wasn't much of a problem. Today, the number one problem is adulteration of the omega-6 series because they're using it everywhere to fry and bake with and cook with and it's adulterated everywhere. So nobody, to my knowledge, is looking at this component except me. You've got to put organic, fully functional omega-6. I've got patents on this, by the way. I just got my first one. So <laughs> I do make state-of-the-art science that nobody else has. You've got to know what you're doing. This is not for amateurs. It is not for nutritionists. You need to know one heck of a lot to be talking about this. And if people aren't willing to look at the papers on my website and spend a few hours, you get what you deserve. You'd rather go watch Dancing with the Stars, be my guest. But don't say you weren't warned. And if you have any kids, till you know this stuff, you weren't responsible. But if you screw them up, you are responsible. And that's a whole different category. What do you cook with? What do you personally cook uh, with? You want to cook with something that is highly saturated fat or monounsaturated. So like, I love extra virgin coconut oil. Yeah, that's, that's my number one oil. Can't ruin it. It's 93% saturated. And by the way, there's no saturated fat in a clogged artery. I ask cardiologists this. Most of them get it wrong. I laugh at them. <laughs> there's no saturated fat in a clogged artery. This was known in the 1996 high-resolution chromatography. Very easy to check what's in there. It's all adulterated omega-6. So ghee is good, which is clarified butter. Uh, palm oil is fine. Lard is fine. Olive oil is okay for sautéing and lower temperature. 
Olive oil and butter is a great combination for frying an egg or something. But coconut oil, you can fry anything in. Deep fry or saute or frying eggs. It's great. So I use that all the time. Now, it has very few EFAs. So you have to, again, what is my goal here? It's not to screw up the oil. So I want a high saturated fat. Peanut oil is okay, but it's hard getting organic peanuts. There's a lot of chemicals in peanuts. So, uh, it, you know, you're going to spend a lot of money on organic peanut oil. What's next for you in the next six months to a year? Um, getting the word out. I, I, I'm, I'm doing three lectures over in Europe. It's tragic. I live in America, and I'm bigger outside the country. I'm going over to Germany in June, and then I go to Amsterdam for the big launch of the book coming out in the Dutch, and then I go to Ireland for a big lecture there because I've got a lot of people that follow me in the U.K. Uh, that, hopefully, I sell this new book with Dr. Rowan mainstream to a major New York publisher. I've got a top agent, and I'll know at the end of March if a top publisher gets this, but it may be too hot for them to handle. I don't know. This needs to be mainstream everywhere so people can at least see the other side of the story. Because there's nobody giving it to him, Kim. I'm sure after reading this, and you got the seventh chapter. So the first chapters are studies, experiments, why the calorie theory is wrong, so it gets rid of the overweight problem. Talks about vegetarianism, carnivore. I'm a hardcore carnivore. Dr. Rowan is a raw foods vegan, and we're on the same page with the PEO. So, I mean, you're going to get two sides of it's going to be a book unlike anybody because you have a hardcore scientist and a clinician on the same page that's never been done before. So that's the big thing. And patents, you know, to get this in the drug category because this has to become a regular pharmaceutical that your doctor is given by the drug company. Why? So I'm trying Why? to get this into a form Why? because the doctors do what they're told by the drug company. So the only way this is going to become big mainstream, I shouldn't even be in existence. There has never been one supplement saying another supplement is wrong and you need to take this and throw that in the toilet. There was nothing against fish oil. It, it, it was zero. You just take this. Nobody's saying you don't take vitamin C, you take this stuff. I'm the only person in the world saying what you're doing is wrong and you need to be doing this and having companies that actually do it because it's an impossible job. Why have you been led to make what you're talking about a pharmaceutical? Why give the pharmaceutical industry a foothold into it to possibly shelf it? Oh, no, it won't get shelved because it actually... Uh, Stops heart disease, makes the cardiovascular more more flexible. Uh, because Lipitor and all the statins are off patent, these guys are looking for something big. And by being the ultimate insider, I want to launch green drugs. Okay? That's never been done before. We need to have organic drugs that don't have the side effects where they kill people and harm them the way it is now. So I want to have a whole new division of pharmacy and partner with companies to do this. But the only way to get it big is to be a drug. So there's no way better for me to be the ultimate insider with the right kind of a drug. It's interesting. And it'll be it's... a different form, Kim. It won't be this is gone. It'll just be higher strength that's an actual drug. Now, it takes a lot of money to get there, but I'm getting very close.
and then all the doctors will have this, and millions of people will be helped instead of ten or 20,000 like it is now. And we've got thousands and thousands around the world, but it's nothing compared to what it should be or what it will be because this should be the standard instead of vitamins parent essential oils are foundational vitamins aren't this should be the standard first thing for everybody in america and then other things come after this but if this deficiency is not solved i don't care what you do you are headed for severe trouble i.e cancer and heart disease and cancer kim it's 50 percent 73 percent of men get cancer 50 70 percent rather get cancer men 53 percent of women get cancer the average person gets cancer to everybody so it's not it's not 40 percent it's over 50 they lie to you and those numbers aren't down at all for example the Dermatologists don't have a clue why skin cancer is through the roof. Two million cases a year. I just told you, fish oil gives you skin cancer. It artificially dumps these oils into the skin. The light hits it, it goes rancid immediately. That is skin cancer. And by the way, people in Scandinavia, women, three times the cancer rates, melanoma, from fish oil supplements. They took cod liver oil. This was incredible, and nobody I've ever talked to has known about this experiment. Three times the increase in skin cancer melanoma, and it's through the roof. So they're killing everybody, Kim. This is what you're calling an association, correct? Are you saying it's causal? No, that's a real experiment. That's not an association. An experiment is they looked at people taking this stuff compared to not. That's an experiment. Okay. And they tracked it with cancer. Uh, they did biopsies. I mean, this goes through the National Cancer Registry. The only assumption I would say in listening to you, and I've been doing more listening than speaking, yeah. is that I see the strategy of making it a pharmaceutical so that it can be implemented and get to the public. But maybe there are players that want to get involved in a new type of pharmaceutical. Well, if anybody hears it, they could they could talk to me about, about you know. it. But it, uh, but I mean, I mean there's there, there's a few things to do. But it has to get out to millions of people. Understood. And I would never do anything where they would get it. It would be partnered. So I will own my patents. It's not going to them. They don't get the shell of anything. And it's not going to happen. They're all out of drugs. Their drugs don't work. Their pipelines are running dry. And they're petrified about the the negative contraindications because these drugs now, all the easy ones are done. Like antibiotics, they work on everybody, but they're done. Insulin works on everybody, lowers the blood sugar, but it's done. Now all the drugs are highly, highly more complicated and have tons of negative side effects like they never end. So the pharmaceutical companies are begging for real things. Um... It, don't discount it. I hear <laughs> I'm not you. Not there yet, but don't discount I hear you. that. I just have a quick question. Why don't you take turmeric or biocurcumin, something like that, for inflammation? Is it because you're so convinced that no, parent- this physiologically, there I know the exact metabolic pathways for this, and I can prove what it does with the Iowa experiment. So to decrease uh, hardening of the arteries to make the artery more flexible, there's a couple things. You have to change the structure of the artery. You have to make sure that there's less plaque on it because that would act as an anchor, making it not. And 
it, it hits all of this. So I know precisely the metabolic pathways. The other stuff is not physiologic. It's not in the body. Your body is made of this stuff. So I specialize in what the body needs that we're not getting because of adulteration, because of the food processing. Uh, if we didn't have that, you wouldn't need me. God does real good work, doesn't need my help. But we come in and screw everything up. Now, the food processors need long shelf life, but we need to live disease-free. So somebody's yeah. got to come in and go, okay, you can have both edges because I can have a lot of the junk if I have the good stuff. So that's the reason. But I specialize in a very tight, straight jacket. <laughs> you know, I need precise metabolic pathways. I have to be in science and I have to have physiology and it has to work on everybody. I have to have 80 plus percent success rate compared to a statin, which is about 1.5. Have you thought of making these with a lipospheric delivery system? The delivery system's perfect. The oils work perfectly. The way you take them gets tied to a protein right away. There's all kinds of stuff. You can make it a tad better. The body is so good. These are actual foods. You don't need any of that. Okay, fascinating. You could do it, but it's not needed. Got it. Brian Peskin, it's such a pleasure to, I would say, listen to you on this interview. <laughs> I hope I didn't overdose you. <laughs> no, you didn't overdose me at all. I would say that I was a guest on this interview. Um, no, seriously. Well, it's a change of pace for a time. I just hope, Kim, that people will look at my website, brianpeskin.com, and start reading. At The first thing is the Peskin Primer. You have to understand experiments and associations or you're gone. And then you look at the Iowa experiment. It's all in there together. And then whatever else you want, and you're going to fall out of your chair with the science. And this isn't me. I'm not publishing these things. I mean, I publish articles, but I use experiments other people have done not related to me at all, proving the failure when it comes to fish oil, the fish oil. Now, the parent essential oils, I don't need anybody. I could prove all that myself. Well, People are going to want to buy them, and they're not probably going to want to make them, and they're not going to feel competent to make their own. Most people. Look at my website. They could email, and uh, somebody will tell you what they do. Very good. Listen, thank you very much for your time and for the work that you're doing. It's uh, My pleasure. You too. A, yeah, all the best. On the same path as me. You want the truth. <laughs> God bless you. Talk to you soon. You too. Thanks.